One of the most polarizing things you can call someone with a disability is inspirational. People either love it or hate it. My name is Nate. I'm a wheelchair user, and I call my show We're the Inspiration, featuring real stories about people with disabilities and some of the people closest to them. These stories are not designed to inspire, just to entertain. For the past couple shows, I've been talking about October being Spina Bifida Awareness Month, but it's also Disability Employment Awareness Month. Here to talk about how that fits into his job is Paul Reynolds. Thank you once again for being the inspiration for this episode. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here and have a chat with you. Looking forward to it. Last time I talked to you, you mentioned the fact that October being Disability Employment Awareness Month somehow ties into your job. And in fact, last week you had some sort of presentation to give that sort of fits into that as well. That's why we couldn't do this earlier in the month because it didn't make sense to basically. But tell me how Disability Employment Awareness Month fits into your job. Part of my job is for my agency is to be the Special Observances Program Manager. Special observances are certain observances that the Department of Defense recognizes And it's an opportunity for the department to highlight the different contributions of different cultural groups to the American dream, the American mission, you know, the American way of life. In that area, uh, October is National Disability Employment Awareness Month. So it's an opportunity for agencies to come together and to kind of celebrate the accomplishments of people with disabilities and how they contribute to the overall workforce. So for that purpose, I helped my agency put together an event honoring National Disability Employment Awareness Month. And you mentioned a presentation of some sort that you had to give last week. Do, mm-hmm. Is this something that you do every year or was this new for you? So every month for each observance, we try to organize a panel discussion. I was asked by my agency to actually be a part of the panel for this particular event. Every year we try to vary up the speakers and get different speakers. So usually I'm on the behind the scenes aspect of it. But um, just given that my agency asked me to be a part of this event, um, I was given the opportunity to be a part of this panel discussion. It was myself and another individual with a disability. And we were just sharing our thoughts and our experiences about life with a disability and how people with disabilities, if given the right opportunities, have the chance to really impact our respective agencies and to help our agencies fulfill their missions. So that's, that's the kind of the purpose of it. I guess one thing that we should address a little bit, I don't think we talked about this last time, is how many people with disabilities actually don't have jobs these days? For a lot of people, it's because of their health. Some of them can't work. A lot of people are, I don't know, perhaps undereducated. Some of them might be able to only get jobs that they, for whatever reason, can't do physically. I'm just sort of rattling these things off the top of my head. But like, there are so many awareness months. For instance, you have one for every disability and then add on top of that something like Disability Employment Awareness Month. And I just feel like there are so many awareness months that 
I start to wonder what they're all for. But even in sort of talking about this in my own head, I'm starting to realize why it's important to have that. Because irregardless of the pandemic, the number of people with disabilities that don't work, a lot of them are, for whatever reason, whether they need to or not, Mm -hmm. relying on government money. And that money, for the most part, doesn't seem to go very far. The potential loss of important essential benefits is definitely, has been a barrier for a lot of people. I've talked to plenty of people that have indicated that that was a great concern. If I go get a job, am I going to lose these benefits? And actually, I was in that position for quite a while. I came to realize that there are programs out there to help people with disabilities find and secure jobs. As long as the individual, we are given certain accommodations, I have found, at least in my case, that I was capable of work. There are plenty of other individuals within and and outside of the government they're given the accommodations that they need, they have the potential to work as well. So I think National Disability Employment Awareness Month highlights that each of us, regardless of whatever limitations we have, we all have the skills and knowledge and abilities that companies and agencies within and outside of the government are looking for to help advance their missions. I think having this observance highlights the importance of us having the ability to work and you know we we have the skills just given um we just need to have access to the right opportunities if that makes sense oh it does and obviously we don't want to focus on talking about anybody that's not here but for you was there a concern that you couldn't work at some point yeah there were certain health considerations and i mentioned i was on social security disability benefits for a while and you know the concern of how would getting an employment actually impact that you know going on in my life I came to realize that maybe my health was in good enough shape that I could work with the help of friends and family I was able to help find government programs that actually help people with disabilities find jobs and I was fortunate enough to find an opportunity that worked for me And, you know, I've found that given the combinations that I've needed and requested, that I've been able to work and happy to work. And I found that in my particular case, my employment was actually more beneficial to me than the disability benefit. So for me, it worked out. Um, I think for most people, if they can work, you know, actually having the employment would be more beneficial than government-assisted paychecks. Right. Even when I worked part-time in radio, I was still making too much to qualify for something like Social Security. Right. If I may, I think one additional barrier, in addition to the concern over health and benefits, I think one barrier that probably is the case for many is lack of awareness. I was not aware for the longest time of, the Workforce Recruitment Program, which is a federal internship program that helps connect individuals with disabilities with internships Mm. that in many, many cases have led to permanent jobs. So I think that lack of awareness piece is also potentially a barrier. Just people aren't, we're not aware, I wasn't certainly aware of 
programs like that that can help individuals with disabilities find jobs that fit them personally and can offer them the right accommodations that they need to succeed. So I think helping to spread awareness about programs like that is is also very important. I would agree with you, but I think that different programs that have those sort of labels on them Mm -hmm. have different purposes. And here's, here's what I mean. I remember talking about this with Dave, like however many months ago he was on the show. You remember Dave? Yeah. Because he has a job where part of it is finding employment for people with disabilities. And he mentioned something like what you just said, one of the programs that you were just talking about. And I hadn't thought about it in years, but when I was first looking for a job, I contacted what I thought was one of these programs and Mm -hmm. what it was instead was more of a resume builder. So because I already had a resume set up, they really couldn't do anything for me. Sure. That makes sense to you. I can see where you're coming from. There are definitely programs out there that just help you work on your resume and help to give you the greater opportunities to find a job through your resume. The program that I discovered was an actual program, yes, to help with the resume, but it also helped with the job interview skills. They provide guidance throughout the job search process. I think there's a benefit to working within the federal government because the federal government has a specific mission to hire individuals with disabilities. That's one of its major goals, is to hire individuals with disabilities. There are certain regulations in place where agencies are expected to have a certain percentage of their workforce be individuals with disabilities, and there are incentives for that as well. I think it's just a matter of finding the right program to guide you along the process rather than just helping you to fill out your resume. And I think there are programs out there that help individuals with disabilities connect with and fit into the right opportunities. You mentioned before lack of awareness of these Mm -hmm. programs. And Mm -hmm. I feel like the answer is, or part of it must be whether they're government assisted or not. These programs need to be more clearly defined. Agreed. I don't know. I mean, how do we get there? That's a great question. That's the Um, million dollar question, right? Yeah. 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 Um, In my case, part of the mission of that program is to reach out to colleges and universities to recruit students to that program and help them that way. Unfortunately, I had never heard of it when I was in college. They somehow didn't have the connection to the college that I was at. You know, it's kind of up to those programs to work and try to find all areas to build those networks with with different locations around the country. I would imagine if we had more network building that would give the opportunity for those programs to become more visible to people. And also just, you know, having conversations like this and, you know, and mentioning those programs like the workforce recruitment program helps to get the word out anyway. Absolutely. I think reaching out to college students is a great idea. I think for the most part, that means you're sort of making people aware of what's out there 
as they're starting or maybe before they're starting to look for jobs, yeah. which I think is brilliant. Yeah. But what about the people out of school? Like, what about the people okay. who have been out of school for years and for whatever reason are not in the workforce right now? Right. Some of them obviously can't work. Right. But for the ones who can and just can't find the right job. I mean, I think it's the onus is on the employers to find, you know, whatever networks they can to maximize the recruitment pool of individuals or potential candidates. The great way of doing that is for employers to create partnerships with different advocacy groups and to connect with people that way that advocate for a certain group, such as individuals with disabilities. I mean, I think the organization, I think that you mentioned that Dave was at, employers could create partnerships with organizations like that and help use those partnerships to get the word out about their job openings. That being said, I think we also need to have discussions. And this is the purpose of National Disability Employment Awareness Month, is to have discussions about individuals with disabilities are capable of helping organizations fulfill their missions. Like you said, they have to be given the right opportunities. And I think we need to help fight the stigma that individuals with disabilities, for whatever reason, can't work. Yes, there are people that, that are not able to work, but I think there's a fear within society that maybe more people are not able to work than there actually are. There's an actor that said, and I'm going to use his quote to um, give an example. The world is more fearful of individuals or concerned about disability than the individuals who have their disabilities. You know, I think many of us within the population have found ways to work around our limitations and still progress and, you know, follow our goals and ambitions, even given the limitations that we have. So I think we need to have conversations about people with disabilities have so many other abilities that are outside their disability. And we need to kind of emphasize the ability rather than disability. I know that was kind of all over the place, but hopefully that made sense <laughs> a little bit. Well, let's have a conversation about that right now because I have a an example, personal example to yeah. illustrate the point. When I was first starting to break into the radio business, yeah, actually even before that, because when I was still in school learning about it, I was offered part-time work right. and I had to turn it down because the work that I was offered was on the, the third floor of a building with no elevator. Uh, Fun. This was like 2006. Yeah. 2006. I had finished school. The job market was so bad at that time that that's when I got an internship after I was out of school already. And the, radio show that I was working with, they were looking for a typical intern, you know, go get coffee, do these other menial kind of things. I couldn't physically do those things. So I sort of became a production assistant instead. And they hired a second intern to do the things that I couldn't. But as well as that turned out for me at the time, if I had shown up for the wrong job, frankly, or like for the wrong people, they would have seen the wheelchair and just been like, we can't have this guy do anything. And fortunately, you know, I had a 
15 year radio career before COVID came along. And I think I built up enough of a reputation that nobody ever said that about me, (laughs) but not everybody with a disability is going to be that lucky. And again, some of it is inability to work, but some of it comes from the idea from outside sources that a person with a disability just across the board wouldn't be able to do certain things. And that's got to be why certain people are not getting certain jobs. And I can't think of like specific examples off the top of my head. You said it. That's what I was trying to say. And you said it so much more eloquently than than I did. It's my job to talk to an extent. So, (laughs) and you know, in society in general, and I put myself in the conversation as well is to look at our, what we call in the diversity and inclusion realm, we call it looking at our unconscious biases and see which biases we might have, not be aware of it, and look and see how those might be contributing to certain societal problems. And what I'm hearing you say is that employers kind of need to look beyond the disability and try to get to know the individual that they might potentially be hiring on a personal level and figure out what their skills and abilities are, what their expertise is, and kind of focus on that. And then, you know, if they decide that this person is qualified for the job, what can we do to facilitate that individual working in our location? What can we do to help them succeed? given, you know, whatever barriers might impede their success in that position. Getting to know somebody on a personal level is a good idea, but if you're looking to hire somebody and you only give them five minutes, that's not really going to happen too deeply. But, you know, the important thing is, and this goes out to potential employers out there, don't focus on the disability right away. Right. I really feel like if someone with a disability were to apply for a job, they feel like they can do it. Sad to say, there probably are situations, and I don't really know of many, if any, but there probably are situations where people need more money than the government assist would give them. So they take jobs that they can't handle, but that's not what we're talking about here. Right. To a degree, it does fall on the employer to give, I mean, in the workplace, I guess they call it equal opportunity, right? Yeah. Yeah. The truth of it is, there are so many examples of people saying they're equal opportunity employers and proving that's not true. (laughs) It's just their slogan. Yeah. Yeah. They have to say it. Yeah. What I do wish is that, especially now, that things are a little bit more normal than they have been in the last couple of years. Everybody who wants or needs a job can get one. You know, I don't know the percentage of people that have disabilities and aren't working, but it's got to be pretty high right now. I mean, I, again, I don't know statistics off the top of my head as well, but I would imagine that there is a pretty significant proportion of 
for lack of a better phrase, disability population, I would imagine that the percentage is pretty high of unemployment. Like I said, I know plenty of people that are not working. And for the most part, I think it's not through lack of trying. You're absolutely right. I think in a lot of respects, you know, as we've been discussing, I think we need to change the conversation about, well, this person probably can't do this job or that job because of their disability. Well, let's get to know them earlier when I said personal level, I meant let's get to know them beyond just somebody who has a disability. Let's figure yeah, throw out the disability out. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about, you know, what their education level is, what their experiences are, what they're good at, what their strengths are, what they feel they can offer to the world. Let's have those types of conversations. And once we find somebody who, oh, yeah, this person seems like they would be a good fit for our organization. Once we make that determination, then let's say, well, what can we do in our organization to give this person the best opportunity to succeed? So we have to kind of shift the mindset, as you said, to throw the disability out for a minute and, and get to know the person and see what they are capable of types of work, you know, what types of job duties they're capable of fulfilling successfully. I think, you might have hit on something important there because so many employers have that mindset of what can this person do for me? And I think more of them not even talking about disability, but just when hiring people across the board need to be thinking, okay, this person's qualified to do what I want them to do. Now, how can I help them do it better? I think if, more employers had that sort of attitude, more people with disabilities would be working. Agreed. You know, in a typical job interview, if the applicant was somebody who didn't have a disability, how would that job interview play out? What would they be talking about? They would be talking about the person's experience, knowledge, qualifications, expertise, their skills. They would talk about all those things right well why can't that same conversation take place if the applicant does have a disability that requires accommodation why can't we emphasize that in the job interviews once it's determined that 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 person would qualify then we can talk about you know what do we need to do to help this person succeed you would think that these jobs would almost have to require accommodations, right? Because, I mean, it's flat out illegal to at least openly say, you know, we didn't give you the job because you have a disability. Yeah, you're right. It's illegal. You can't do that. Right. We're being very general when we're talking about employers and not specific jobs, but everybody has something different that they're good at. And I think it really does start with that change in mindset for employers of like, okay, this person can obviously do the job. What can I do to help them help me? I feel like I've been lucky enough to, at times, be around that mindset before, which is 
part of the reason I was never fired from a job. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not making fun of people that have been fired. That's not fair. But obviously, this is a work in progress sure. because we're just talking about things to get the ball rolling here. And I think if even some employers or potential employees were to sort of implement what we've been talking about, again, a lot more people would have jobs and be working. Right. I do want to thank you, Paul, for being the inspiration for yet another episode. It's certainly not going to be the last. And thank everybody else for listening. Remember, we're on TikTok, Discord, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Links are going to be in the description. Until next time, this is Nate Lurie saying you don't always have to do a lot to inspire others.